1: you to understand what I'm saying here. It wasn't a turning from sex, drugs, and rock and roll. It it wasn't a turning from the self-indulgence. It was a turning to the Living God. You mean you're willing to teach me everything?
0: Yeah. The book of Acts says that followers of Christ turned toward Jesus. What does this phrase, turn toward Jesus, mean? Today, Pastor Robert explains to us what turning towards God entails, and what blessings we can expect when we lean into a meaningful relationship with Jesus. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message.
1: a living God invited me to be taught by Him last night. Now, when I I got sober, that scared me. It should be a frightening thing. Do you understand? But it was real. And I realized, man... And and see, it wasn't... I want you to understand what I'm saying here. It wasn't a turning from sex, drugs, and rock and roll. It, It wasn't a turning from the self-indulgence, it was a turning to the living God. You mean you're willing to teach me everything? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've talked to you about this before. Do you realize he tells us everything we need to know about life and godliness, the mysteries of the cosmos, are actually in this book. It's all in here. It's all in here. And He's willing to talk to you about it. He's willing to teach you about it. You see, when I first became a Christian, you know, I I just kind of told you how it happened. Well, I realized, oh man, I want to know who He is. This one who's willing to teach me and lead me and guide me and instruct me and correct me. And and He's been so patient with me. I want to know Him. And so I dug out my Bible and dusted it off. And I started reading it. I didn't understand it. But see, I knew I could ask him, because he'd already told me, I want to teach you. Not in an audible voice, just so you know. Some of you are maybe questioning. It wasn't like that. It was just, it was all, you know, he's the one who gave us a mind and, and senses and so forth, and he just uses those senses. And these, it was just him speaking into my thoughts, and I realized He is willing to give me understanding. He's willing to answer my questions. He's willing to teach me. And I just need to read the book. And I started reading the book. And things would just kind of stand out on the page. And questions that I had would be answered as I read the Scriptures. And I got so excited about knowing God. I started, I'd come home at night from work, get home around 10 o'clock. And you know, I was a retail manager. I'd, I'd get home around 10 o'clock and, and I'd, I'd crack open a box of wheat thins or saltine crackers or Ritz crackers. I was like 50 pounds lighter back then, but I was working on it. You understand? So I'd get the cheese out. I'd cut myself a big hunk of cheese and some, some green olives and some spicy mustard and my crackers. And I'd sit in the middle of my living room floor with my Bible and just read it and ask him about it. God, I don't understand this. What is this talking? What is this? God, why did that happen? Why did this happen? I didn't understand. I didn't hear an audible voice. You know, well, Robert, let me explain that to you. It wasn't like that. But I would find the answer somewhere else. Or, as I read it three, four, five, six times, it would just, oh, now I see. And over time, I realized he is teaching me. He is teaching answering my questions. And through you know my prayer time, He would bring up questions that then when I read the Bible that night, I'd find the answer to. And I began to see fairly quickly that the living God is communicating with me about life. He's talking to me. You understand? He wants to be that involved in your life. He wants to teach you. He wants to instruct you. He wants to guide you. The only way that's going to happen, though, is for you to turn from the focus on yourself and fulfilling your own desires and your own ambitions and your own own goals and that kind of thing. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have desires, ambitions, and goals. I'm saying it shouldn't be the primary focus, the driving focus of your life. He should be. See, if He is the focus of your existence, He will give you the goals, ambitions, and desires that He wants you to have. That's what the Bible says. And you know what? Listen to me. His ambitions and goals for your life will be bigger than yours. I'm not going to get off on that tangent, but as we've looked at the life of David over the last several weeks, we've looked at that. David's biggest ambition, he thought God had told him to be king of Israel, and, and if, if once he finally was king in Israel, that was just going to be... You know, wow! And then when he was finally on the throne, and he realized that God had an even bigger plan than that, he was dumbfounded. And he tells God, putting me on the throne of Israel was a small thing in your sight. Your intention was to give me an eternal dynasty, the Messiah coming from the lineage of King David. It blew his mind. His plan for you is bigger than your plan for yourself. His goals and ambitions for you, far greater than anything you could ever dream up for yourself. But you have to stop focusing on your own desires and plans and actually start, you know, repent, turn to him, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith, and follow him. Going back to our text, look at it with me. Verse 22. Then news of these things came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent out Barnabas to go as far as Antioch. When he came and had seen the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them all that with purpose of heart, they should continue with the Lord. Now that's what we've just been talking about, guys. Can you see that? Man, you guys, you're you're, you're getting it. You need to belong to the Lord Jesus. You're seeing that. Now, Commit to it. Give yourselves to it wholeheartedly. This is what Barnabas was telling these new believers at Antioch. Don't, don't do it halfway. You can. He'll let you do that. You know, you can go and, and continue to focus on your job and do that stuff and and work and have a retirement plan and a bigger house and the cars and and, and and then you can do that. That's fine. Absolutely. He'll even help you. He'll strengthen you. He'll, you know, if that's all you want out of life, he'll give you that. Or you can take it one step further, focus on eternity and build for yourselves riches in heaven that'll last for all eternity. You can go for it in the power of the Holy Spirit. And he'll take you beyond what you can imagine spiritually. That's who you really are, you know. You're a spiritual being. Barnabas, look at what God says about him in verse 24. Barnabas, he he encouraged them to continue with purpose of heart in the Lord, for he was a good man full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, and a great many people were added to the Lord. Then Barnabas departed for Tarsus to seek Saul. Dr. Luke wants us to understand, man, Barnabas got to Antioch, you know, seems that he was the first pastor sent out by that early church in Jerusalem. They heard about what's taking place there in Antioch. Oh, these guys are going to need a shepherd, somebody that will love on them and nurture them and serve them, you know, somebody that really loves the Lord Jesus and, and will go and serve the people. Let's send Barnabas. And so Barnabas goes. Barnabas gets there and and he sees what's taking place and he gets excited about it and he realizes, oh my goodness, man, all these people are are making the decision to follow the Lord Jesus. I'm going to need some help here. And if you remember, about seven years, give or take, prior to this, when Saul, who had persecuted the church, now became a Christian, it was Barnabas who came alongside him and took him to the apostles. And and when they didn't want to they, they still didn't trust him, didn't want anything to do with him. Barnabas said, no, 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 you got to hear him out. He's been teaching that Jesus is the Messiah. He he really he really is one of us. You need to listen to him. And now remembering Saul, realizing, man, you know, and, and there's probably had been some rumors, you know, about Saul. He'd been in Tarsus for some time now and, you know, and, and teaching in that area. That was his hometown. That's where he was from. That's where his family was. And and as he's growing, being ministered to by the Lord Jesus, the resurrected Christ, teaching him and reminding him, you know, Saul was an expert in the Old Testament scriptures. He was an expert on the prophecies, and, and, but he had, he had learned it all wrong.
0: Main Thing Radio is the daily radio ministry of Robert Fountain, senior pastor of Calvary Chapel in Miami Beach, Florida. Robert is currently teaching through the book of Acts. This book is grand central station for how the church should function today. In it we see the fledgling first century church learn what it means to walk in the new covenant that Jesus provided. Now here's Tracy with some information about how you can connect with us
2: online. Most of us use Facebook and Twitter at least once a day. Please check out our Facebook and Twitter page. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and follow the links. You can find information on everything that's happening at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to MainThingRadio.com.
0: Thanks for that information, Tracy. We do encourage you to visit MainThingRadio.com for all of our social media links. We'd like to ask that you prayerfully consider making a secure donation to help support the ongoing expansion of Main Thing Radio. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. And don't forget to join us again, same time, same place, as Pastor Robert continues through the Book of Acts, right here on Main Thing Radio.